1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, we'll shift gears on a dime. Chris Blair, the voice of the Tigers, the LSU Fighting Tigers. Father time doesn't. Have the finger on the doorbell with him for sure, Chris.
1: How are you, man? Chris, Chris is just starting good. Yeah, you know, for the time hitting that button.
0: <laughs> hey guys, I'm good, man. I was listening to that injury report and thinking goodness that uh, Brian Kelly gave us a good one earlier today. He sure did uh, yeah. for LSU. Yeah, certainly needed that good news. So uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, he's
2: gonna play, Chris, according to Coach Kelly. What I want to know is, you've watched the, the, this team for a long time and very closely. The last two games, it seems like Jaden Daniels went back to the hesitant Jaden Daniels that we saw earlier in the year. And is that more predicated from the defenses that he's been given, our looks? Or is that something that he's gone, he just fell into back into those old ways?
0: You know, I, I really think it's got more to do with what the defense did. I mean, you know, we mentioned after the Arkansas game that, you know, they, they basically said we're going to rush four and we're going to put uh, everybody else in coverage and, you know there were times where I think he held the ball a little too long, uh, but he was. You know, you go back to that interception he threw early against the Razorbacks. He was looking for neighbors out in the left flat, and suddenly looks up and there's a Razorback defender. He tries to pull it down. It comes loose. It ends up in the hands of another defender, and, and that's the turnover. And so it wasn't a big surprise that for the most part Texas A&M guys did the same thing. I mean they rush forward most of the night, and put everybody else back in coverage, and watching the film back even watching it real time, but certainly watching the film after the fact, there wasn't a lot of separation for these receivers. I mean, there weren't a lot of open guys. Now, earlier in the season, there were probably legitimate complaints that there were receivers running free and he wasn't releasing the football and he wasn't being aggressive enough. But I think the last two games, the defense had a little bit to do with it. And credit Texas A&M. They did a good job of staying with LSU's receivers. The big question I have, is I don't think Georgia has to do that. I, I think they've got a good enough defense. They've got a you know phenomenal front uh, defensive line. But they'll be able to just use what they normally do, and they've got a great secondary. So the question becomes, if you do have your receivers, if you're Jaden Daniels, one-on-one, will you go back to trusting the receivers to put the ball in the air and make a play? Because that was the difference in that three-game stretch, Florida, Ole Miss and Alabama where he trusted those guys. I don't think it was as much mental in the last two games. I think the defense had some to do with it. Now I wonder if the mental aspect will be a factor, you know, on this stage against this team when they're probably not going to play that same defense. I think he's got to go back to trusting his guys to make the play.
1: Chris, I think one of the keys in this game is that LSU can't get stuck on a third and eight, third and seven situations. Uh, So it's good news that Josh is back uh, at running back because I think you're going to need to make those third-down plays manageable because if you get into those third-and-seven, third-and-eight situations, I saw Tennessee get into that situation with Georgia, and it wasn't good. Um, And it's all the different looks Georgia gives you. They shift around – uh, they come sometimes come with a safety or a corner blitz. And then sometimes they, they, they got eight in coverage. You know, they, they rush in three. Uh, and sometimes it's delayed. Kirby gives you a lot of different looks there. I think a key in this game where everybody well they're not going to be able to sustain nine, 10, 11 play drives. You know, for the most part, that's true uh, against this defense. But you can't get into third and seven, third and eight spots against Georgia because you know what's going to happen. You're going to have to hit a chunk play, but you're going to have to run the football better than you have maybe the last – two out of the last three weeks. You you haven't run it as well as as you could. And I think that's going to be a key here. And certainly with Josh and John Emery and Noah Kane, you have that threesome of backs – that you're not putting your quarterback in a, a third and eight, third and seven situation continuously, because if that happens, then you know George is going to feast on that.
0: Yeah, no question, Mike. I mean, I, I you know everybody was excited to hear about Dave Daniels being healthy and practicing this week, but for me, it was really okay. That's wonderful. We have to have that, but where's Josh Wait? Yes, and to hear that he's coming back is is big because. I spent 10 years in Georgia, and I got a lot of Georgia Bulldog fans. And going into that Tennessee game against Georgia, I said, you better watch. It's going to be screen pass for three, run for four. It's going to be third and short, and they're going to hit something big. And then suddenly early in that game, that didn't happen. Georgia didn't allow that. And to your point, it was, you know, third and eight, third and 12, third and 11. And that took Tennessee completely out of their rhythm. And that will be the case here uh, for LSU. They got to be able to stay on schedule. They got to find a way to have it third and short, make it third and manageable. And I think the running game is where that comes from because that's exactly what Texas A&M did last week. I mean, they were forcing LSU basically to, to declare, Hey, we're going to have to throw the ball on third and long. And uh, again, like you said, Georgia is so deep. I mean, it's, it's so funny to get their game notes this week, and they don't have a two deep, guys. They've got a five deep at basically <laughs> every position. And so they can bring that pressure from different points. And And when you get in third and long, sure, they can put it back in coverage or they can bring a full house blitz. There's so many things they can do when you get in that type of situation. That's why I think the running game is so important. And I think when you have Josh Williams back, it's unfortunate we don't have Armani Goodwin who's out for this season. Yeah. But to have those three guys where you can at least keep some relatively fresh legs, and if they can just do the job of four yards here, five yards here, and and then allow Coach Denbrock and Jaden Daniels to open that offense a little bit, then that forces Georgia maybe to stay in their base a little more, and they can't be as exotic.
2: Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, LSU and Georgia, in the SEC Championship game Saturday at 3 p.m., Chris, you've gotten to call and watch uh, a lot of teams and and, and watch grow up. What was it like to watch this team grow up, especially after they lost to Florida State to start the season and just how they've matured?
0: You know, it's been fun to watch this group just because it's not just individuals that you've seen grow, guys. I mean, you've seen position groups suddenly. You know, the question mark was the linebackers coming into the year. The question mark was how are you going to replace uh, your corners? What is your secondary overall going to look like? Uh, The running backs. I mean, who is going to be the one guy? Is there going to be one guy, or are you going to have to run by a committee? And then ultimately, Jaden Daniels, in and of himself, just what he's been able to do since game one uh, through the season. And I think that speaks volumes for the staff, speaks volumes for what Coach Kelly's talked about since day one, is we're going to do these habits every day to the best of our ability with full energy, and the results will take care of themselves. And I think the fact that the players bought into that, Um, is why that at this point, really since the Ole Miss game, I thought LSU's been playing with house money. Now, I do understand the fan base, the passion here, that last week was very disappointing. But, you know, again, it's been said probably a thousand times this week. You ask anybody in August, would you take playing in the (laughs) SEC title game if it meant stumbling your toe against, you know, Texas A&M? I think most people would take it, and most people would be thrilled to have nine wins at this point.
1: Yeah, Chris, the other thing, too, is everybody says, well, you might have Georgia overlooking this game. They're going to be in the Final Four anyway. Only thing I know is Kirby's been there five times. How many times has he won it? Once. Once. He ain't looking past this game, and I think he'll have his team ready to play in this game. They're a different-look team from a year ago because they had more depth a year ago on defense than they do today. Now, that might be, sound crazy, but it, it, it's the absolute truth. But they got beaten in the SEC championship game last year by Alabama. People forget that. You know, they, they beat Alabama in the championship game for all the marbles, but they lost the SEC championship game. I think you're going to get Georgia's best punch here, because I think this team says, you know what, man, we've been here before. We haven't won it. And we want to walk away with that SEC title. We want to win the national championship. You get it. But, man, that SEC championship is special for Kirby when you look at that record and what's happened. And I think he's put a lot of emphasis on that this this week in getting his team ready
0: there's no question about it. I mean, I talked to Jeff dancer who's been covering Georgia sports since he was a newborn, I think. And (laughs) I asked him, I said, I said, Hey, this is the story. There's all the pressures on Georgia. uh, But now they don't because they're, they're going to be in the playoff no matter what, regardless of Saturday. And he said, forget all that. He said, I have to believe in Baton Rouge, sec titles, sec championships matter. They matter in Athens, Georgia. and, He said that very thing. He said, you know, it's become kind of second nature that George has been in the SEC title game since Kirby took over, yet he's one in three in his previous appearances with the win over Auburn back in 2017. Plus, this is a team, as you pointed out, lost that championship game last year to Alabama. Many people thought, well, maybe it got them refocused and then they went right through to the national championship, but they also didn't remain undefeated. And I know for a fact this week in Athens, they're talking about finishing the second yep. regular season 12-0 and 0, and trying to keep that perfect record, something that, uh, you know, was done by LSU in 2019. So I, I don't buy the story that all the, 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 the Georgia this doesn't matter. It, it really does matter. And, uh, again, I, I think they're going to get their best game. LSU is going to get their best game. And they're going to have to bring their best game. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to.
1: Real quick they have no uh, transfer portal guys on their team. Think about uh, they lost 15 guys to the NFL draft, seven of the signed um, undrafted free agent contracts. They lost 13 guys in the transfer portal. They don't have a one guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. I asked, <laughs> that, yeah. That's unreal. I said, can you keep this up? Can Georgia keep this up in the era we live in, NIL, transfer portal? Man. Jeff's answer was, he thinks so. And, and when you look at this roster, guys, you're looking at a Georgia team that certainly has their pick of the litter in the state of Georgia, which is a hotbed of college football or high school football. But then they're pulling guys out of New Jersey. They're pulling guys out of West Virginia. I mean, they got they're, the job that Kirby's staff has done has, has been impressive. And I think those first couple of years when everybody was trying to compare Kirby to the previous coaches that were so close but couldn't get it done – That's the difference. He was doing the hard work in the recruiting, and now it's paying
2: off. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. Go have fun up there on Saturday. Have a good call. Come
1: out with a W, Chris. Thank you, brother.
0: That's why we we play the game.
1: That's
2: it, baby. All
0: right,
2: we'll step away and come back. This is Sports Talk here on WWL.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?